Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. This afternoon, I'm going to be reading to you from Paul's letter to the churches in Galatia. And in this particular letter, uh, Paul has to face the onslaught of the Judaizers who were telling believers that not only must they follow the the teachings of Jesus Christ, but also the law of Moses. And so this, the Judaizers had moved in to destroy or to compromise the, the faith of believing ones in Christ alone and in the gospel alone. They were insidious and they were insistent. They were relentless uh, in engaging the believers. And so Paul uh, had to be equally and more forceful in presenting to these churches the necessity of following the gospel alone, following Jesus Christ alone. This is what Paul writes in Galatians chapter 1. He writes, verse 6, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. He goes on, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, than that which you have that that we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. <coughs> Excuse me. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I shall not be the servant of Christ. So Paul wants the believers to understand the necessity of believing in the uh, the exclusivity of the doctrine of Jesus alone, the doctrine of Christ alone, the gospel, the good news, presents the only message through which and by which we must be saved. There is no joining uh, uh, of another message to to this gospel. And so Paul wants these believers, he is is shocked because of what is going on with them. Verse 6, I marvel that you are so soon removed. (coughs) 
<clears throat> or literally you are transferring yourself. And, beloved, this is the abolition of grace, the setting aside of grace. There is one grace, and that is through the Lord, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. The word grace or kadis in the Greek is a noun of action. Charis is a noun of action. So from there, Paul has to go on, and in chapter 5, he talks about the works, uh, the works of the flesh. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, Paul uh, tells you these believers in 5.16, he writes this, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. If you be led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The law was uh, perfectly fulfilled in the person of Jesus. When Jesus said, Tetelestai, as he hung on the tree, it was that the, the, the righteous demands of the law had been fulfilled. The outraged holiness of God against sin had been met and fulfilled. Jesus paid it all. Therefore, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, and Jesus washed it white as snow. All to Jesus I surrender because down or compromise your faith because it is merely to control and to destroy your allegiance to the one and only Jesus who died for you. Don't become enslaved by the false teachers. Now, and Paul goes on, and in verse 24 of chapter 5 of Galatians, he writes these words, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Please read Galatians 2.20, where Paul writes, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives within me. And the life that I live are within the flesh, I live in the faith that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 25 of Galatians uh, 5, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Peripateo, let us order our steps in the Spirit of God. Now, he writes, verse 26, Let us not be desirous of vain glory, Provoking one another, envying one another. Chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren. Adelphoi is the Greek word. The word uh, adelphos or adelphoi <coughs> is the word that Paul uses, uh, one singular, the other plural. The word adelphos means one of the same womb. W O M B. One of the same womb. You and I are members one of another. One church, one doctrine, one savior. We are one in Christ. 
Brethren, Galatians 6 1. If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. <clears throat> this is very powerful. And it is necessary that believers understand what is going on here. Now, so, Paul uses the term anthropos, which includes both a male and female, both the man and the woman. He doesn't use the Greek word gune, which refers to woman. And he doesn't use the word that uh, that refers to a uh, a male in the Greek. He uses this word, this particular word. He uses uh, the word anthropos, and then he writes, "Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault." So, this particular word really means sin. <clears throat> Paraptomati is the word in the Greek. Paraptomati. And so, this word refers to sin. Not fault. In our understanding of the word fault, paraptomati means sin involving guilt. It means sin involving guilt. And it also refers to a particular form of sin to which the soul has become habituated. Once again, paraptomati refers to sin involving guilt, and it refers to a particular form of sin to which the soul has been conformed. It is a very, very frightening uh, situation for a believer. Paul, who understands that there may be prideful hearts Prideful individuals who may rejoice when another believer has uh, has been overtaken by such a sin in their spiritual lives. Paul does not want the prideful to be involved in bringing or restoring these uh, believers or who who are in spiritual injury. Back to fellowship with God because they can't. Because <clears throat> their hearts are filled with sin. So it can't happen. So Paul says, what? He refers to a particular group or class of believers called the spiritual ones, the pneumaticoi. P N E U M A T I K O I. The spiritual ones. Koi pneumaticoi. He said, you. Or ye which are spiritual, restore, that is, repair, 
man uh, to restore to a former condition. Man, these believers. This is clinical theology. This is medical theology. This is of the wisdom medicine of the word of God. Restore these believers so that they may have fellowship with God and go on to produce further or or the fruits of grace. That is what is going on here. That Paul wants these lives to be fruitful. He wants these individuals to be restored or mended so that they can go on and grow in Christ. Beloved, it is important that the church has spiritual ones because the other believers who are in the flesh or who would want to see your spiritual downfall or ruin, that is of the devil. God wants you to produce fruit unto him. God loves you. God wants you restored. God wants you healed. And God wants this to occur through believing ones who are spiritual. And notice he goes on. You which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness or gentleness or humility, considering thyself lest thou also be tempted. That is, looking within with intense introspection. See, this is not human psychotherapy. This is never this has never been about sending believers off to human psychotherapy. It is teaching believers the word of God within the setting of the local church, teaching them the word. It is not a pastor saying, Let me give you the number of this psychotherapist who could probably help you better than I. That is not found in the Word of God. That teaching is of the cosmic system. Beloved, God has a wonderful plan for your life. And I pray that you are in an area where you can meet with a uh, spirit-filled and godly and a to his wolvers so that you can get your life set free through the Word of God. Good afternoon. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich. And God bless you.